Blog Talk Radio. A Date with Destiny for Monday, February the 11th, 2013. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Angels in Disguises Foundations, Inc., specializing in making a difference in the lives of people suffering from HIV AIDS in Africa. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased to have co-hosting with me once again, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated, transforming your dreams into reality. Hello, Teresa. How are you today? I'm doing very well, Lisa. It's great to hear your voice, and I am just enjoying the weather, but doing very, very well today. That's great. That's great. I can't wait to get started. We've got a very powerful, powerful show for everyone tonight. And um, we are excited about our show topic this evening. Um, The topic for tonight is Abide in the Silence, and it's based on the book by Joseph Murphy. Um, and for those, before we get started, for those of you who are tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts and follow us on Twitter at Lease L Y S E one o one. That's L Y S E one o one. We are now available as a podcast and it's free. So please go to the iTunes Store, click on Podcast, and type in a date with Destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. And you can also send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. Also, if you have been working on something in business or your personal life and haven't seen the results that you have been wishing for, you've been expecting a breakthrough and you're frustrated because it just doesn't seem to be happening um, as you are expecting it to, send me a message and I will consult with you to see if a little extra coaching will help you to get there. You can send me a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net. So, Teresa, um, everything good with you today? Oh, yes, I'm doing quite well, and I just can't wait to delve in today's topic because the book has just simply been a tremendous blessing to me in my life, and I'm hoping it will bring the same blessings to others. Oh, I believe it will. I believe it will. Um, it's it's always exciting when we when we get to these books, and um, we just want to share because we know that how it's been blessing to us, and we just want to share that with other people. Um, and uh, last week we kicked off our health and wellness lifestyle change segment, and we had a great time talking with my personal fitness trainer, Mr. Emmett Burns Jr., who is the owner of Body by M. Um, we talked about how important it is to be in the best physical shape we can because it's an integral part of the three vital life components, mind, body, and spirit. And as I stated last week, we will be doing a health and wellness segment on the first Monday of every month, bringing you sound information on how to best take care of our physical temples. I have started along on my journey doing just that, 
by obtaining a personal trainer and will keep you abreast of my progress. I am entering into week number two of my training, and I already feel like I have more energy. So I encourage you to get started by doing some form of exercise, especially walking. Um, If you're in the Maryland area and you're looking for a personal trainer, give Emmett a call at 443-804-1377, 443-804-1377, or stop by his website, bodybym.com. He is an excellent trainer and will consult with you to get you started on your journey of becoming more physically fit. So tonight we are going to talk about Abiding in the Silence, based on a new book that we've discovered by Joseph Murphy. And if you are a loyal listener to our show, you know that one of the things that we love to do and do often is read. We are constantly on the lookout for new books that resonate with our spirits, books that motivate, uplift, inspire, and empower us. Uh, So Teresa happened upon this book and told me it was a must-read, and she was right. As soon as I started to read it, I instantly knew it was going to bless me tremendously. And um, we should each each give ourselves the gift of abiding in silence wherever and whenever we can. When you abide in silence, you you are abiding in the source of all creation, the source of true existence and the source of protection, the source of rejuvenation, and the source of blessing. Girami speaks about the importance of reducing noise in our lives and making more space for silence. We can look for ways to do this through meditation, chanting, observing nature, listening to others with tranquility, or simply watching the breath. What is important for seekers is to respect and regularly practice silence. So, Teresa, tell us when you discovered this book and what it has meant to you. Well, I guess, um, as you know, we're always, we always talk about Lisa being on a spiritual journey, and there's no particular religion that we kind of ascribe to in the sense we do believe we're Christian, but we're not one to put other religions down because everybody has their own path and their own way. And I think that this book meant to me, it's like taking a look at our true source, God or however you want to call the creator, whether it's God, Allah, it doesn't matter. We Mm -hmm. really took a look at the true source of what God is, and I think that's what he did in a very well-done way without, um, uh, you know, putting other religions down. And Mm -hmm. he really looked at the spirit of God, and I think that that's what really comes out of this book, is understanding God's spirit. And when we truly understand his spirit, God, Christ, uh, they all have been about teaching love. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that's, the one piece that really came across very strongly to me. And I think sometimes um, that if I were to give a word, that would be it. And then he also goes back to how you think and what you think about. Um, Mm -hmm. He did it in such an eloquent way in terms of pointing out, you know, thinking. There's so many good principles that I could probably talk forever about his book. That's just how awesome I thought it was. I just felt like it was a compilation of all of the things that you and I discuss personally, Lisa, as well as the things that you do on your show. And so I just, it, I felt like it took me literally up 10 octaves in terms of mm-hmm. how at peace, the amount of peace, joy, and tranquility and harmony I now have because right. of the perspective that he used uh, to put a lot of the things that he discussed in. Right, right. And I and I agree. And for me, um, one of the things that I love, love, love about the book is it talks about, um, again, it goes back to the way we think. And it talks about our brain, because, um, you know, in my book, Destiny Awaits, I talk about, I even talk about how the brain is a muscle. And just like yeah. we work out to train our physical bodies, like, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about in the beginning, which is a, Uh, part of the three major components of life, you know, how we talk about training our muscles, you know, the triceps and biceps or our quads or we're doing core exercises or whatever, 
Well, our brain is a muscle too, and and we sometimes tend to forget that. Mm-hmm. So we just allow ourselves to be lazy in the way we think about things. And mm-hmm. one of the things I love that he talks about is our mental and spiritual muscles. Um, mm-hmm. And if your thoughts and attitudes and motivations and reactions are not godlike, then your contact with God is broken. And then that's why we be so so often we become depressed and rejected and fearful and all those other things because we don't take the time to really focus on what we are thinking about and what we are allowing into our minds. Yes, yes. And he gives an awesome example that, you know, sometimes, you know, you've heard this story before, you got to be careful to mind your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we try to do that. But he gave an awesome uh, analogy where he said, if you're going into a, na- a neighborhood that is bad, you're careful about even entering into that neighborhood. Like right. you're watching the streets and you're looking over your shoulder. In other words, you really wouldn't even go into that neighborhood. And then right. if you did go into the neighborhood, you'd be really, really careful about, you know, looking around and, you know, making sure you were safe and that kind of thing. And he used that as an analogy about your mind that when you're thinking negative thoughts, it's like going into a bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. I mean? And as a result, they it could potentially have negative consequences, and that's why you really have to stay on that positive uh, uh, train as a, as opposed to the negative. And so those were the, the types of tidbits. I think Joseph Murphy did an excellent job of, of uh, pointing out, and he also de- deals with, he also wrote the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. Um, this book, Abide in the Silence, is much more a spiritual uh, perspective. But the subconscious mind just deals with constantly what you're thinking and the power of it. And mm-hmm. he kind of translates in Abiding in the Silence that the, the, the subconscious mind is literally that God speak, that inner voice yeah. that tells you, you know, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. Or there are times, for instance, uh, I'll give you a perfect example today because I'm learning because of this book to listen to the spirit of God. But as mm-hmm. I was driving in today, I had to pick someone up from a, 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 a metro station, and I heard the small, still voice said, "No, you need to drop off your son first, and then come back and pick and pick up this person from the station." And so, you know, I had already planned. Oh, I'm going to take my son first, and then I'll. I'll, uh, I mean, I'll take my son second. I'll pick this person up. Well, I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to the voice. And when I did, the person who was supposed to be at the station earlier didn't get there till late. So, in other words, it wasn't a waste of my time when I knew I was already rushing around anyway. Right, so those right, are the right. kinds of small, making small, yeah. but are very potent and powerful for yeah. you know saving like gas, making sure you arrive at a place on time. So those are some of the things when you really double down and listen to that spirit. Those are some of the the tidbits that you can get that are going to be helpful for leading a much more peaceful and joyful uh, life. And I love that example because I love when things like that happen. Especially I love them when I pay attention to them (laughs) and don't ignore it. Because, you know, how many times have we said, dang, I should have listened to my instinct, you know, or I should have... Oh, I should have done that. And yeah. and it and the thing is, you know, what we're learning about uh all along on our journey um is that the spirit of God dwells with within us. And it yeah. dwells within each of us. And all we have to do is listen. We have to learn how to sit still. We're always talking about on every show how it's important and imperative to be still and to listen. And when you yeah. get still, there is so much. And then, the, and then the other awesome thing is that I get so excited about is that when we we listen and we ask, first you yeah. ask if there's something uh-huh. in your life that you're missing or that you want or whatever, you ask and then you get still and you listen and it will answer you. The answers come. Just this morning I did that. You know, um, I took my time this morning just, you know, um, of getting up and rushing throughout my day. And I said, no, you know what, there is something that I'm looking in an area in my life where I'm looking for a breakthrough. So I I made my 
myself stay in bed a little extra longer, and I said, this is the time I'm going to take to meditate right now. And I'm telling you, I meditated. I just relaxed my breathing. I asked the question, you know, infinite intelligence, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing you know, I'm in, and I'm in a deep meditation, and the answer came. I mean, it came, and I was just so excited. I almost wanted to shout and pick up the phone and call you, and I said, no, Spirit said, no, you need to remain calm, stay still. But it does come. And you also made a very profound point um, about the going into the bad neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and, and in our minds, you know, we do enter into negative um, and bad thoughts. And the thoughts are always going to come. We can't sometimes help the thoughts that come into our minds, but what we can do is stop them in their tracks. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like when you go into that bad neighborhood, okay, you know that if you enter into a bad neighborhood, what's your first thing? Oh, i got to get out of here, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, the same that's thing we have to remember and think with our thoughts. If our thoughts have taken us down a negative path, you need to yeah. stop right there and say, whoop, nuh-uh, you got to go. Right. Right. You have got to go because that is not of God. That is not of my true nature. That is not of my spirit. That is not me. Yes, yes. And I don't know where you came from, but you can't stay. Yes, <laughs> You've got yes, to go. And it's funny, the more, like you said earlier about exercising a muscle, the more you continue to do that, then the negative thoughts come through a lot less often. Yeah. They don't even they don't even enter your mind before you're Mm-mm. you know, you're already on a positive plane. And you know, and that's so true because I'm telling you, the sooner you get on that you start down that road of uh working on your mindset and yeah. and, and believing and knowing that there the spirit of God does dwell in you and there's nothing on this planet that can harm you. Um, you know, the only thing that can harm us is our thoughts. Yeah. And you know how yeah. they say we are our own worst enemy? Well, we are. Yeah. yeah. And your thoughts are the things that that really bring things about in our lives because we're it's, it's you know when when the thoughts be, drop down into our subconscious level and it takes root, then that's mm-hmm. when things start to materialize in your life. So wouldn't it be, yeah. behoove you <laughs> to start thinking positive and good thoughts about yourself and good thoughts about where you want to be in life so that that drops down into your subconscious? Because whatever drops down into your subconscious level, which is where your heart is, which is where yeah. the spirit of God lives, that's the thing that's going to grow. Yes, and Lisa, I know you always do a great job on the analogy of the seed. Would you talk a little bit about that as it relates to thought? Because I always think that's an excellent analogy in your discussion about the seed. Sure. Well, our thoughts are our seed, okay? Just imagine your thought, and the thoughts are your seeds, okay? So every time you're thinking a thought, that's a seed. That's another seed that you you just thought about, okay, whether it's you drive to work, whether it's a new car, whether it's your job, your boss, your husband, your job, whatever. Whatever you're thinking about is, is are seeds, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of seeds rolling around in our minds at every, mm-hmm. you know, all the time throughout the day. But what happens is when you take a seed, let's say that there's something that you're wanting, um, a promotion on your job. Let's just go with that. So you want this promotion on your job, so that's a seed. That promotion on your job is a thought, and that thought is a seed. So now you take that thought, that seed, right, and you Focus on that seed. And when I say focus, I mean you plant it. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you plant it? Okay, I'm glad you asked. The seed mm-hmm. that, you, that, you're just, that you're thinking about and focusing on, you take that seed and you meditate on it. You're pla- now you're planting it. When you meditate, you're planting. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. the planting, where does the seed go when we meditate? meditate? Well, the, the seed now drops down into your soil the soil mm-hmm. is your soul, your heart, mm-hmm. the heart of mm-hmm. God. That's mm-hmm. where the soil is, okay, our soul. So it's just mm-hmm. like if you take a seed, I give you some seeds, Teresa, of um, yeah. of a plant. <laughs> and I say, Teresa, take these seeds outside and plant these seeds, okay? So you're going to take the seeds outside and you're going to look for good soil to plant them in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you plant, you dig, you plant. And then what do you do? You water those seeds, right? Now, in watering our thoughts, our seeds, which means we must water them every day, sometimes you Mm -hmm. might have to water them twice a day, 
okay? Mm-hmm. But you water that seed. Now you're thinking about that seed every single day, a couple of times a day. And in thinking about it, you're meditating on it. And what you meditate mm-hmm. on grows. Mm-hmm. So if you are watering those seeds that I gave you, Teresa, into the ground, mm-hmm. right, you planted them, you're watering, what's going to happen to those seeds? They're going to grow. They're going to grow, exactly. So just like the seeds that you planted in the ground grow because you continue Mm -hmm. to feed them, the same thing happens with our thoughts. Our thoughts are the seeds that drop down into our soul. Yeah. And when you meditate on them, watering them, meditation is water, is the water. You meditate Mm -hmm. on that thing, and guess what has to happen? Not what might happen. Not what, you know, 80%, 20%, 30%, 90%. No, it has to happen because mm-hmm. what we think about, we bring about. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly thinking about that seed, that promotion, that you just, you know, that's your canvas, that's your your, your fertile ground, drop that down into your heart, meditate on that thing morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention to it like that, I guarantee you, whatever you think about, you will get it. Right. That and is the, the thing, law. That is God's right. law. Right. And I think that that's a great analogy for people out there trying to figure out how to deal with the negative thoughts. And in addition to that, the things that choke the the, the seed or keep it from growing are your anxiety or stress. Sometimes right. people believe it. And this economic, oh, I'm not doing well because of the economy. Oh, I'm not going to get that promotion because of my boss. He's a jerk. Oh, and all of those are negative things that choke out whatever mm-hmm. that pos- that promotion that you want. So mm-hmm. it's very, very important to keep your mind focused and that nothing, nothing but your thoughts will will help to bring about what it is that you desire. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, the discipline of looking inwardly um, is meditation. Again, Mm -hmm. and this is another part of the book that I absolutely love because it talks about the importance of meditation. You, you You have to, we have to learn how to pay attention to what we're thinking about. We're mm-hmm. lazy with our minds. You know, we come in, we turn the first thing some people do is turn the TV on. Then you're watching the news. And then, of course, we know what's in the news. You know, somebody <laughs> got shot, somebody got killed, somebody got robbed, blah, 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 blah. Or you're watching politics and you're watching the negative uh, connotation in, in Washington and this politician attacking that politician. And now mm-hmm. we don't like this person because that person is Republican. And we don't like that person because mm-hmm. he's a, you know, so you've got all of these things that you are focusing on. And for what? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you need to do is focus on being happy, being peaceful, being at rest. Mm-hmm. So every morning and evening you should set aside some time, for a visit with God. And God, when we say visit with God, we're talking about, and the book speaks about, with your inner self. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where God dwells. Your yeah. higher yeah. self. Commune yeah. with this presence and know yeah. that your thought and feeling, that your thoughts and your feelings actually control your destiny. Now think yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 And I think he does a very nice job. Um, of explaining that when you want something or when you desire to have something, that you literally have to think about it, believe it, and call it done. Call it done. Yeah. Don't even say, yeah. oh, I hope maybe someday. Say it's already done in my life. Yeah. I don't even go back over that issue because it's, it's going to manifest. I just believe and I know. You know, yeah. just, you're taking a bridge and you know that bridge is going to keep you suspended in air without falling down. You know, that's right. You just know that you know that you know. Know that you know. You keep it moving. And the more you operate in that, the 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 more the things that you want to see manifest begin to again manifest exactly. because of your faith and your belief. Exactly, exactly. And so, again, the discipline of looking inwardly, um, the discipline of meditation, and, and what we understand – you know, what we understand, we do naturally. And he talks about this in the book. What we understand, we do naturally. You know, and what we do not understand, we force ourselves to do. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So before you meditate spiritually, you have to, you know, and this is another part of it, you have to forgive yourself completely for any negative thoughts and resolve not to harbor them again. And then not only do we have to forgive ourselves, but we have to forgive everybody else by radiating love and goodwill to them while wishing for them all the blessings of life. And that is very important. That's an important key right there. Yes, yes. We cannot expect to be blessed if we are harboring any ill towards anybody else. Yes. Because what's happening is when we're harboring ill towards someone else, we're actually harboring it to ourselves. Yes. You know, when you are when you have unforgiveness in your heart for anybody else, then you are not forgiving yourself. Yeah. And that is so important. And you know, that's when I find a lot of people are blocked. That's where yeah. the big block is because I guarantee you if I sit down with someone and I start talking to them and you know, I'm coaching them and I'm delving deeper into why they can't get this and why this is not manifesting, I guarantee you 9 times out of 10 it's because they're harboring unforgiveness towards someone. Yeah, and sometimes, and I always find this interesting. It's something I learned while I was when I was in the uh, working in corporate America. Is that the thing that you complain about the most about somebody is mm-hmm. usually within you. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. So I find myself like really getting upset or complaining about somebody or thinking bad about somebody. I I have to say, wait a minute, analyze your own behavior, there analyze you your own self. Are you sure there aren't those? qualities lying within you. And exactly. I think he does a very nice job, uh, Murphy does a nice job of explaining that. There's, yep. You can't get the breakthrough you want if you're constantly having negative thoughts about not only yourself but others. If someone mm-hmm. walks down the street and you don't wish them goodwill and you're, you know, thinking, oh, he's just a beggar or he's this, or, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking down on people, that that's going to affect the natural law of the natural flow of things. Mhm. Mhm. It's like a um, blood clot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, you, when people get a blood clot, you know, the blood can't go through, and that's mm-hmm. because there's a block there. Mhm. Well, that's what unforgiveness is. It's a big clot, and it's one that you really, really need to pray about, and and you need to get rid of. And I was telling someone else this over the weekend um, that. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Yes, yes. The forgiveness is for yourself. Yes. Because when we feel like, you know, we we've uh we we're not doing right or um or even if someone has hurt us, then we know it's like hard to say, you know, well, well you did this to me and how can I forgive you for that because I hurt? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not for them. Mm-hmm. It's for mm-hmm. you because as soon as you start to forgive, you will realize that that hurt and that pain will be washed away. Right. And it's it amazing take, how that happens. Yeah, it, it may take time until, and I think Joseph Murphy mentions this, you know, when you're trying to forgive someone, you you should forgive your brother, but it's not easy all the time. No, it's not. It takes time to do just yeah. that, but the goal yeah. is to forgive. Well, and I think what happens is it could be a lot quicker. Because, see, it took me a minute to learn this lesson myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think now that I have the, and I get it, now that I get it, now that I know. See, knowledge is power. And you know what's my slogan, when we know better, we do better. So now that I know how unforgiveness is that big clot and how Mm -hmm. it can stop me from moving forward in all the things that I want in life, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know what? Okay, okay. You know, I I just have to do this. It's a necessity. I feel Mm -hmm. like now I cannot move forward if I don't. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and again, what happens is sometimes our pride will get in the way, you know, because we're prideful. And if somebody hurts you, that that bruises your ego. That bruises your pride. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that person to think, oh, well, you know, no, we want them to know over and over again that you hurt me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That going that you hurt me. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, again, it's not for them. It's for you. Yeah. And the yeah. sooner you let go, the sooner you let go of that pain, the sooner you let go and say, I forgive them and I forgive myself. Yeah. 
It's just a big release. It's a big release. And you know what? You will always know, and he talks about this too, he says you will always know when you have forgiven everyone because you can meet them in in um, in your mind, right? Uh-huh. You can meet them in your mind, and when you do, you you don't feel like you don't get that stinging sensation anymore. You don't yeah. feel like you want to yeah. cut them up. Right. <laughs> nothing wells up inside your spirit. Yeah. 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 And that's a beautiful thing. So now you've gotten rid of that big old clot that was sitting there, and you you feel a lot better. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like unforgiveness can bring on a lot of sickness, too, within your body. Mm Oh, that's a good point. So it would just behoove us, you know, to get still. Again, abide in that silence. Pray about it. Really, really pray about it and release that thing. Um, Right. And I think unforgiveness mm-hmm. can also stem from, you know, we don't realize that we're all individuals and we do things differently. And we, yeah. and even if we're, like some people say, oh, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian and you're not, you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. But my path and my journey is not your path and journey, though we're heading in the same direction, you know. You right. may get there quicker than me or you, the lessons I learn, you know, we, we may fall back. But I think we all need to give each other a break in that we are not the same type of people. You know what I mean? We're individuals. We have different personalities. We're unique. We have different talents and uh, temperaments. You know, you might be calm and cool as a a cucumber, and then I can act like a chili pepper. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make me any less valuable or special. That's right. And that's That's the thing is that we have to approach each individual and each person with that kind of love and understanding, the same way God loves and understands us. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And you know, it's another thing, uh, an analogy that he used um, that I really, really love is when he and he talks about um, the vessel. Um, the vessel is our mind. Yeah. And you know, and he's you know he says I'm trying to paraphrase. He says uh, you wouldn't pour uh, clean water into a dirty vessel. Yeah, right? Right, right. So then, how? So then, we can't expect the Holy Spirit to flow through a contaminated mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just that's can't that's expect that. that. Mm-hmm. And resentment, self condemnation, hostility, mm-hmm. and ill will block the flow of good into your life. So the you have to. The meditation is so very important. We've got to meditate right away. Right. And I was, um, I think, Lisa, you mentioned this uh, earlier, but I was just watching that. I mean, I'm not free of bad television programs. I have mm-hmm. my reality shows that I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying to anyone out there. But one of the things I start watching is, is news. And, oh, my God. Like, I, I want to know what's going on. Uh, like, I didn't even know that there was this huge uh, storm in the northeast quarter. Because uh-huh. every time you watch the news, there really isn't a positive story unless it's a, you know, thank God for the Ravens win because that yeah. was a lot of good cheer. Yeah. <laughs> but Woo-hoo! other than that, you know, you're just hard-pressed to find a nice story. Yeah, and I just, I feel lighter, honestly, yeah. um, not carrying those loads, that load of a story that this happened and that happened. Yeah. And, you know, you because don't want to be Because it does drop into your spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then you start thinking about it and, oh, what if it happens to my kid? And, you know, yeah. it's just it takes you down a whole negative path or road. And you have yeah. to guard yourself at times against that. Oh, my gosh. I'm an advocate for just putting your head in the sand. But I yeah. think you do have to limit the amount of negative information and material that comes your way. You do. And, you know, know. and the thing is, but the key about that is, okay, for example, like, you know, when we eat dinner, it's usually around the time of the news or whatever, and I stopped Mm -hmm. that years ago. I'm like, no, 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 if we're going to watch TV while we're eating, then news ain't going to be it. Okay, so it's like when Jeopardy time comes on, you know, we'll watch Jeopardy and or something, mm-hmm. you know, where you're not focusing on the bad stuff. And the thing yeah. is, even if you hear stuff sometimes, because you're going to, and you you know, you pay attention to what's going on in the world, but you don't. What you're, you're conditioned, so conditioned now that you don't allow it to. You don't adapt to that news. You don't allow right. it to um, permeate your being. You know what yeah. I mean? So you can yeah. hear it, but it's like, okay, you know, well, and then you even you might say a prayer for the... Yeah. yeah, you 
pray and you won't let it drop yeah. in your spirit. Where you're like, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's so sad. And then reading all these stories about it, you know. Yeah. Like you said, it's, yeah, that's a good point, Lisa. Yeah, because people get angry. You know, yeah. you have to go out and you're in, on an elevator and I'm all cheerful. Yeah. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Having a good day. And you see people, they're looking all mean and they look at you like, what is wrong with you? And I'm yeah. like, well, have you have you never seen somebody smile before? <laughs> you yeah. know, why is everybody looking so evil? And it's because of the things that they're listening to. It's like, you know, but but I, there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. There's hope, and that's why we do what we do because we just, you know, when 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 wisdom comes to us, um, yeah. it's you can't hold on to it. You just want to share it. You know, yeah. and I know that this stuff is not for everybody, and and that's okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I believe that people who do tune in and who listen, they get something from it, because we're right. not just talking just to hear ourselves talk. You know, right. this is the stuff that we apply to our own lives, and right. you know, it works. Right. And right. if it works for us, and if we're living joyful lives, and we're living, you know, walking around without fear, and and uh-huh. you know, and all of that, then we want you to walk around like that too. We want you to be happy and joyful. Exactly. Exactly. You yeah. know. Um, so go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, and I and I just think in in terms of his um, his book is is that he really does focus, and he does use a lot of for those of you who are Christians, he does use a lot of. Scripture and one of the things I thought that he really recommended were the Psalms. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. And he talked yeah. about, and, you know, I, you know, we we grew up in Christian homes, or and we read the Psalms, but it was it, when he brought it to light about kinds of things to think about as you're reading. You're like, yes, because these were so powerful, and he yeah. talks about that some of the things are, uh, what is it, allegories or, you know, not everything is literal in the Bible. You know what I mean? Right, And I think that's the other thing I really love about his book is he, he, along with um, Troward, who we read uh, Mm -hmm. a lot about with Bible interpretations, but he kind of takes some of the mystic uh, looking beyond just what's literal. And that was another appreciation I had for the book, um, given that my mom was a Bible teacher, you know, like you said, sometimes you take something liberal, literal that is really a symbol that's right. more symbolism than anything. So I thought he did a very nice job, and he talked about being able to meditate on the Psalms, that they were helpful when you really get connected to God, then you can kind of meditate on things that may cause you to fear or that may, yeah. you know, be a, a problem for you. So I thought he did a nice job of that. He did. And, you know, um, I want to, I pulled an excerpt from his book, um, and I wanted to share that. I thought it would be a good time to share uh, Mm -hmm. this particular Mm -hmm. part on um, fear because, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about fear a lot, and it's, you know, one of those things and areas in our lives where we need to uh, realize and recognize it when it happens to us because Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't, uh, moving forward because of that fear, and that's another clot. Yeah. You know, I like to call them yeah. clots. <laughs> so this particular um, um, portion, you know, that I, I pulled, I thought it was good. Um, he says, the enemies we overcome, and I want to talk about enemies after I read this, but the enemies we overcome are fear, doubt, self-condemnation, ignorance, and so forth. Man is born with two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of noise. There are a, uh, these are a, well, I should say of falling, but then it's failing as well, um, because you know we're always uh, fearful of failing in something. Um, these are a sort of alarm systems giving you, given to you by nature as a means of self-preservation. Normal fear is good. You hear an automobile coming down the road and you step aside to survive. The monetary fear of being run over is overcome by action. All other fears were given to you by parents, relatives, teachers, and all those who influenced your early years. Abnormal fear takes place when man lets his imagination run riot. 
I knew, and then he talks about a woman. He says, I knew of a woman who was invited to go on a trip around the world by plane. She began to cut out of the newspaper all reports of airplane catastrophes. She pictured herself going down in the ocean, being drowned, etc. This is abnormal fear. Had she persisted in this, she would undoubtedly have attracted what she feared the most. Fear is the cloud that hides the sunshine of God's love. Men have made personal devils of fear of the past, the present, and the future. Fear causes man to fail. It is fear that makes man angry and jittery, causes him to rub others the wrong way, and creates bad human relations. Men fear criticism so much that many of their most beautiful thoughts never see the light of day. Fear, this self-made enemy of yours, must be completely destroyed before the Lord God can shine through you. Your fear is the cloud that hides the sunshine of God. Men have made personal devils out of fear of the past, and I said the present and the future. And, the, and the, the, one of the psalms says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord, in this statement, referred to is the Lord God or the law of God or good. To put the law of good into operation, thereby banishing fear once and for all, enthrone in your mind the thoughts of power, courage, and confidence. These thoughts will generate a corresponding mood or feeling which will banish the arch enemy of your success and health. And I thought that was so powerful because when he talks about enemies, Teresa, you know, I think we had this conversation before. I was literally blown away when I discovered that the enemies that the Bible speaks about were not outward enemies um, because there's no such thing. So the enemies that he was speaking about are fear, doubt, jealousy, envy, and hatred, and all that other kind of stuff. That blew me away. I was like, wow, the enemies. Mm-hmm. So I bet you most people don't even realize that. They're thinking enemies like as in a human person, you know, like yeah. a human being, that this person is my arch enemy. Right, right. And I think he does a very nice, that's an awesome uh, passage that you pulled out of the book, but he does a very nice job of getting us yeah. to focus on inward because that's our habit. We always yeah. want to say, oh, I didn't get that promotion because of my boss doesn't like me or I didn't get that promotion because... You know, they've been cut back. We always want to look outside of ourselves, but we can't control the external. We can only control the right. That's the only power and control that was given us. And he also does a real nice job of talking about in uh, being created in God's image. And I know a lot of people feel like, oh, you can't say that. But God created us. That's, that's what he says. He's created us in his image. Which yeah, why are people that, afraid of that? Why do you I think people are afraid to hear that? I never because they think that you're trying to equate yourself with God, and and they look at God as this father figure. And he also talks about that that yeah. you know you look at God as this guy outside of yourself, and he's not. He's right. within. Right. If you're, you know, he lives within us, not outside of us. And so once you understand that, then a lot of the things that you desire will will start to come. More to you, and I think that we underestimate, and even for me, and I think I shared with you before we for the power of meditation, which yes. he strongly encourages in this book, the mm-hmm. power of abiding in the silence, being oh. quiet, just meditating on the goodness of God, meditating on the desires you have for your life, and just being still and quiet. And I notice that in my life, as I, you know, I, sometimes we do real good, we start. And then we forget about it or we get too busy with life. And mm-hmm. then our life goes out of order. And then we are like, oh, I better get back to this meditation because I was doing much better. <laughs> right. And so one of the things I've discovered is that when I'm consistently meditating and taking that time out to abide in the silence, God is really, the things I desire have already gone before me. And, are you know, it's just like clockwork. Everything you want, desire, it's already there. It's like. So I call it like magic in terms yeah. of you just have to say it and it happens, or you have yeah. to think it happens. 
You start well, you know, live. I have a new word. I have a new word for that. I don't know if I've shared this new word with you, but I'm, I'm sharing okay. my new okay. word with everybody. Okay. That right there, which you just described, that's uh-huh. what's called awesome mystic. Oh, it's I love awesome that. and mystic, uh, mystical at the same time. <laughs> I love that. I love so that's it. The that's the Lisa scary. word, awesome mystic. Well, yes, that's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's right. yeah, and it's mystical, you know. Yes, 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 yes. And and um, I don't know. I just that book, like I said, and not only. I mean, the power of his book is so thorough that yeah. when you read it, you feel the presence of God's spirit. Yeah. And I've never really read a book like that that emotionally there's something go like you said is awesomeistic. <laughs> yeah. That you get from reading it, it's like wow! It's just like it's already raining and pouring in your spirit and in your soul. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is, and and you know, um, but you know though, it seems like um, you know, we're always searching for wisdom. First of yes. first and foremost, yeah, we are seekers of wisdom, and yes. it's amazing how when we are seeking, then mm-hmm. books like this drop into our laps. Yeah. Yes, because yes, yes. we've said this about every single book that we've read. Yeah, we have. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. And and it's funny because each time we get a new one like this and it excites us and we're very passionate about it, it's like um, we get what we need at the time of need. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like, okay, right. well, we're still thirsting and we're hungry. And even though a lot of this stuff we already know, but it's mm-hmm. like a refresher course. And then yeah, there's even yeah. deeper meaning in some of the stuff. Like I've learned some even newer stuff, you know, even for myself. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is good. This is what I needed. It's just wow. powerful. Right. And I also, Lisa, while we're on the topic of wisdom, I, I mean, I think we both have had an epiphany on wisdom mm-hmm. and the sense that we are learning to desire wisdom, knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. And that that's more important, which Solomon said, than yeah. ruby gold. And yeah. before, and I know I've just had this transformation, I'd say, within the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, you you would always pray, Lord, I wish I had money. If I had money, I would do this. And I've learned, no, you need to right. pray for God's favor. There and you go. asking for God's favor and desiring his wisdom. And the thing about wisdom is it's so... Um, and I know you're always talking about the Queen of Sheba and how, mm-hmm. you know, and and the wisdom that God gave her and, and Solomon and all of that. But what happens is is that your world becomes even bigger than mm-hmm. what you even thought possible because mm-hmm. then God starts to really uh, taking you, uh, like I've been watching the Smithsonian Channel and uh, a lot of the Discovery Channels and History Channel that, he starts to really dig deep to really furnish you with knowledge. And you're like, wow, this link connects to this link. And, oh, wow, I didn't know this. And you know it's because you're desiring wisdom. Right. But just keep in mind, though, and this is the key for people to know and understand, wisdom is not outside of ourselves. Yes. There's nothing outside of yourself that that you really need. Mm-hmm. Because everything, including especially wisdom, comes from within. Yeah. Again, it's about those seeds and it's about what we're thinking about. Whatever you want, if you want wisdom, then you need to really abide in the silence. Yeah. Get into that meditation and ask for it. And yeah. then be still and yeah. you'll receive it. It's there. We, we we always think that everything that we need, we got to go someplace and get it. Yeah, that's Or we look up to the sky when we are praying and we're asking for something. This ain't up in the sky. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't come from out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> everything you want, everything, your destiny is within you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Your destiny you know, is in your heart. Whatever a man thinketh, so is he. And, you know, related to that, what I was just describing, I think I was watching the History Channel, but there is a, a the greatest mathematician that ever existed. I can't recall his name, but he was from India. And mm-hmm. 
everyone would ask him, where did you get these knowledge about these formulas from? You know, people couldn't believe he was this great mind and all of this. And you know what he said? He mm-hmm. said he would go to bed at night and pray mm-hmm. and ask for guidance. Mm-hmm. And when he would when he would be asleep, there would be formulas that were written out for him. And he mm-hmm. said, "All I would do is wake up in the morning and write those formulas down on a piece of paper." There you go. And so that's that's um, you know really seeking wisdom and desiring it. It, it, it. If you want it, it's there for you to have. Yeah. And like you said, you you don't have to go outside of yourself. It's within. No. That's the key. we got to stop looking. What are you looking for out there? That's why you cannot find it, because you're looking in all the wrong places. The right. place that you need to go to is in the silence. You need to abide, be with, create and establish that relationship within yourself, with your inner God, with the great yeah. I am, the I am that's within you. And yeah. that's yeah. where the answers. That's where you get all. You seek and you shall find. You knock, the door yeah. shall be open unto you. Yeah. And one of the yeah. most beautiful and practical prayers in the mm-hmm. Bible for overcoming fear um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, falling or failing or anything is um, Psalms uh, 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The light of my salvation is within mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Within mm-hmm. you. The light is within you. It's mm-hmm. not out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're mm-hmm. looking out, and even when we're looking outside of ourselves for love, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing we'll delve into in another one of our shows because we're going to do a, a relationship show Um and talking with women and men, but specifically women, on how, you know, we are looking for love in all the wrong places. We The love that we are seeking and so desperately in need of is within us. Yes, yes. And it comes back to loving yourself first. Always. Yes. You know Always, mean. first and foremost. That's the yeah. best thing you can do for anybody, your spouse, yeah. your child, your your relative, anybody, loving yourself First, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you again. The whole topic of this show is abiding in the silence. That's the best gift that you could ever give to yourself. Right, right, right. And encouraging people because the world system is very different from what we're discussing mm-hmm. right now. I mean, you're not gonna have this heated discussion on television or anyway to the degree because people are kind of running around chasing their tails. As yeah. A car, as opposed to really taking that time out for themselves. You know, we yeah. we got the schedule to pick our kids up, to get to work on time, and deliver this to our boss, and, and we're missing. And the other profound thing that I've found is that we're searching out, a lot of us, and seeking material things, and they really yeah. don't amount to anything. The relationship we have with our family is most important, yeah. our kids. And as people, they always say when someone's on their dying bed, they're not saying, oh, I wish I worked more hours or I wish I made another million. Right, you know, right. But the thing is I wish I would have spent more time with my family. family and so we've right. got to also shift focus from what really is important as we walk yeah. this plane and loving and helping one another is the key. And one of the things I always like to say is that you've never, you never see a Brinks truck following a hearse, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you don't. I mean, if somebody has, please write me, info at yourdestinywaste.net. But I don't believe you've ever seen a Brinks truck following a hearse. So, you know, the best thing, again, that you can do is abide in the silence. I would encourage anybody to get this book. Um, It is just an awesome, awesome read. And and apply the things that you're reading. Allow it to minister to your very soul. Um, So this show went by fast today. Lord, Yes, it was I mean show. to tell you, ma'am. Book. I, I, the book huh? was awesome. I said I think the fact that it was such a great book helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I, this is why. So what I'm going to do, and uh, um, I will leave you with this, and I'm going to share an excerpt, another excerpt of the book that gives us affirmations about what we should say and how we should think and believe while we are in the silence. And these affirmations, um, I believe, will bless you. I know, it says, I know and realize 
that God is a spirit moving within me. I know that God is a feeling or deep conviction of harmony, health, and peace within me. It is the movement of my own heart, the spirit or feeling of confidence and faith which now possesses me is the spirit of God and the action of God on the waters of my mind. This is God. It is the creative power within me. I live, move, and have my being in the faith and confidence that goodness truth and beauty shall follow me all the days of my life. This faith in God and all things good is omnipotent and removes all barriers. I now close the door of the senses. I withdraw all attention from the world. I turn within to the one, the beautiful, and the good. Here I dwell with my Father beyond time and space. Here I live, move, and dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. I am free from all fear, from the verdict of the world, and the appearance of things. I now feel his presence, which is the feeling of the answered prayer, or the presence of my good. I become that which I contemplate. I now feel that I am what I want to be. This feeling of or awareness is the action of God in me. It is the creative power. I give thanks for the joy of the answered prayer, and I rest in the silence that it is done. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So that concludes our show for this evening. Wow, that was powerful. (laughs) That's so powerful. God, the spirit is just just awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome mystic. Yes, awesome. I love it. Awesome (laughs) mystic. (laughs) So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank uh, thank everyone that has tuned in with us this evening. And as always, I have to shout out my family who are always loving and supporting me. And also to my friends and my Facebook family. I love you guys and thank you for tuning in. Teresa Hamilton, girl. Oh, that was a thank quick you. hour. <laughs> Wasn't that a quick hour? Yes. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom. You are awesome in your own right, and I love you dearly. And, um, you know, because my slogan again, and I truly believe in this, um, knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. So uh, thank you again, Teresa, for coming on every week and, and hanging in there with me. I really appreciate you. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyweights.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And follow us on Twitter, Twitter at least L-Y-S-E 101. We will be back on Monday, February the 18th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So your mission, ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to accept it, is take that necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.